Russia's deputy foreign minister has said that Moscow has stopped notifying the US about its nuclear activities, including test launches. This comes after Russia pulled out of the New START arms control treaty last month. In response, the US said it won't provide Moscow with detailed data on its nuclear weapons stockpiles. Both countries have exchanged information on test launches of their ballistic missiles since the Cold War era. A video released by Ukraine claims to show fighting near the city of Bakhmut. This is where Ukrainian soldiers have been fighting Russian troops for months. Both sides have described the battle as a meat grinder. Neither of the two sides have managed to win the city. Russia claims to have made progress in the fighting. However, British intelligence claims that Ukrainian forces are successfully pushing the Russians back. International Atomic Energy Agency head Rafael Grossi visited the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine. He witnessed an increased military activity and damage to the surrounding areas. Grossi said that the power plant faced a more dangerous phase. He's willing to propose specific protection measures acceptable to both Moscow and Kyiv, and the deal is still evolving. Finnish aircraft participated in NATO exercises in Estonia. The Finnish FA-18 jets visited the Amari Air Base for the first time since 2019. This comes after Hungarian parliament approved Finland's request to join NATO. Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has last week said that Turkey will too start the process of ratifying Finland's NATO bid. China has invited the President of Honduras to visit as soon as possible to deepen bilateral relations. This comes just days after Honduras established diplomatic ties with China. Honduras used to be Taiwan's ally. The invitation also comes at a time when Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, is set to visit Guatemala and Belize. Taiwan's president is, has arrived in New York. This is a stopover in her journey to the Central American nations of Guatemala and Belize. Ahead of her departure, Tsai said that external pressure will not prevent the island nation from engaging with the world. Her statement came after China threatened to retaliate if Tsai holds a meeting with U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Prosecutors in Mexico have identified eight suspects who may be responsible for the death of 39 people. These people died due to a fire at a migrant detention center. The eight suspects include two federal agents, a state migration officer and five members of a private security firm. Prosecutors are investigating the incident as a possible homicide case. Emergency protocols are under the scanner. Protests against a judicial overhaul continued in the Israeli city of Tel Aviv. This comes despite the country's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, suspending the judicial reforms. Many people are now protesting against plans to establish a separate National Guard. Meanwhile, the United States has again urged Israeli leaders to come up with a compromise as soon as possible. The U.S. has condemned Myanmar's decision to abolish 40 political parties, including the former ruling party. The deputy spokesperson of the U.S. State Department said any election without the participation of all stakeholders in Myanmar cannot be considered free and fair. Myanmar's military junta has had abolished political parties for not registering for an election on time. Other countries, including the U.K., Japan and Australia, have also expressed concern. 
Kenya's capital, Nairobi, is facing the third day of anti-government protests called by opposition leader Raila Odinga. He has accused President William Ruto of stealing last year's election. Odinga has also accused Ruto of failing to control the rising cost of living in the country. Ruto is currently on a trip to Germany. After protests turned violent, Ruto said impunity would not be tolerated and that all Kenyans must follow the rule of law. The African Union has appealed for calm and political dialogue. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris has arrived in Tanzania's capital, Dar es Salaam. She was greeted by the country's Vice President. Harris is scheduled to meet President Samia Suluhu Hassan. Before arriving in Tanzania, Harris was in Ghana. After Tanzania, Harris will head to Zambia. This visit comes at a time when Washington is trying to counterbalance growing Chinese influence on the African continent. Two U.S. Army Black Hawk helicopters crashed in the U.S. state of Kentucky. The incident took place during a routine training mission. Local authorities and emergency services are responding to the accident. The governor of Kentucky has said that fatalities are expected. Australia has passed a law which requires companies to reveal their gender pay gap. The law is applicable for companies with more than 100 employees. In 2023, Australia's gender pay gap was more than 13%. The country's Minister for Women said, and I quote, On current projections, it will take another 26 years to close the gender pay gap. Women have waited long enough. The UK took a similar step in 2017. The country made it mandatory for all companies with more than 250 employees to disclose their gender pay gap. The South American nation of Chile has detected its first case of bird flu in a human. The case was detected in a 53-year-old man who developed severe influenza symptoms. The government is investigating the source of contagion. Authorities are also tracing people who came in contact with the patient. Chile has been reporting cases of the H5N1 bird flu in wild animals since late last year. A three-year-old cheetah brought to India from Namibia has given birth to four cubs. These are the first cheetah cubs to be born in India since cheetahs were declared extinct over seven decades ago. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi has called this wonderful news. More drone videos have been released showing the extent of damage that floods caused in the U.S. state of California. Roads and crops are completely submerged underwater. In recent weeks, thousands of people in California have been forced to evacuate due to extreme weather. U.S. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will visit the state of Mississippi. Their visit comes a week after the state was devastated by a tornado. At least 25 people were killed. Last week, Biden approved a federal disaster declaration for Mississippi to help the state recover. Oman in West Asia is witnessing floods. This comes after the country witnessed heavy to moderate rainfall in most regions. Residents and tourists have been warned to stay away from the valleys. Oman is vulnerable to floods, cyclones, drought, sand and dust storms. People in Peru are dealing with the aftermath of heavy rains. Rivers are overflowing, infrastructure is damaged and homes are flooded. People are struggling to get back on their feet once again. At least 60 people have died in Peru since the beginning of the rainy season late last year. A wildfire raged through a national park in Thailand. 
a steep mountain only two hours away from Bangkok, caught on fire. Authorities are yet to identify the cause of the blaze. However, locals say that the fire might have been sparked from thunder strikes and strong winds in the area. Locals also said that wild animals will be directly impacted by the fire. IMF chief Kristalina Georgieva has asked stronger economies to help debt-ridden nations. She made these statements during her visit to China this week. Georgieva said that such assistance is particularly important against the backdrop of rising interest rates across the world. She also insisted that governments protect vulnerable people in their own countries. The Bank of Canada has said that it's ready to set up, step up support for the banking system in the event of a crisis. The central bank clarified that it will only offer extraordinary support in extreme cases. Major banks like Credit Suisse and Silicon Valley Bank collapsed earlier this month. The fall has prompted central bankers to closely monitor the financial health of the banking system. Ratings agency Moody's expects limited risks to the United States from the recent banking turmoil. The agency does not see any significant hit to the creditworthiness of the US. However, if the stress were to prolong, it could weaken the economic and fiscal strength of the country. Credit rating agencies offer insight into the risks involved in investing in any country or entity. Meta executives are exploring a company-wide ban on political advertising in Europe. The social media giant is concerned that it won't be able to comply with the regulations imposed by the European Union. In February, the EU agreed to enact tougher, tougher rules on targeted political advertising. These rules are aimed at countering misinformation during elections. The Alibaba Group has said that it's mulling, giving up control over some of its businesses. It's also looking to monetize some non-essential assets in its business overhaul. CEO Daniel Zhang has said that the breakup will help its units become more agile. This comes as the conglomerate undergoes the largest restructuring in its 24-year history. Fashion retailer H&M posts surprise profit in its first quarter earnings. The Swedish retailer posted an operating profit of nearly 70 million. Results were helped by the cost-cutting measures that the company undertook. H&M is showing signs of bringing costs under control. However, it still struggles to compete with rivals like Inditex, which owns Zara. Warner Music Group is planning to lay off about 4% of its global workforce. Nearly 270 jobs will be eliminated in the process. See, uh, the CEO said that the company is reallocating its resources towards new tech initiatives. This is one of the first major strategic moves by the new CEO after he took the helm in January this year. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has been asked to answer questions drawn up by ChatGPT. An opposition lawmaker hit the PM with the questions framed with the help of the AI chatbot. The chatbot came up with questions regarding Japan's COVID policy, among many others. This comes as increasing number of people are calling for developers to pause the training of powerful AI models. Google Cloud has accused Microsoft of anti-competitive cloud computing practices. It has also criticized Microsoft's impending deals with European cloud vendors. According to media reports, Google has raised the issues with antitrust agencies. It has also urged the EU antitrust regulators to take cognizance of the matter. According to media reports, 
Meta has reportedly disclosed pricing for Bluetick on Facebook and Instagram in India. Users can subscribe to Meta Verified at 1450 rupees per month on mobile and 1099 rupees on uh, for accessing Facebook and Instagram on the web. Meta launched uh, Verified in February this year, inspired by Elon Musk's Twitter Blue plan. It's a subscription-based service that verifies profiles using a government ID. Boxer Mary Com and Indian men's football captain Sunil Chetri urged the nation to embrace sports and physical activity in their daily lives. An exclusive report by Puma India and analytics firm Nielsen Sports revealed that the inspiration to pursue sports and fitness as a lifestyle is plummeting in India. A lack of time has been attributed as the main reason why youngsters are not taking up sports. In cricket, defending IPL champions Gujarat Titans will be meeting four-time champions Chennai Super Kings in the inaugural match on Friday. The T20 tournament will be returning to its traditional home and away format after a gap of four years. Last year, the IPL introduced two new teams, Gujarat Titans and Lucknow Super Giants, and it was mostly played in Mumbai and Pune. Seven-time Formula One champion, Lewis Hamilton expresses that he wants to be with Mercedes till, the he, till he plays the game. My, Hamilton's contract with Mercedes concludes at, at the end of the year and speculation about his future with the team remains rife. Mercedes is struggling to recapture its past dominance in the game, while Hamilton says he feels amazing about his future with the outfit. Dutch Formula One champion Max Verstappen is still recovering from a stomach bug that affected his race in Saudi Arabia. Verstappen qualified 15th and finished 2nd in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Verstappen admits that he has been struggling to recover from his illness and plans to take a break after Sunday's Australian Grand Prix. He became the first Dutchman to win the Formula One World Championship in the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. In football, Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger have been inducted into the Premier League's Hall of Fame. 81-year-old Ferguson won a record 13 titles with Manchester United and is the most successful manager in Premier League history. Meanwhile, Wenger won three league titles during his 22-year spell in charge of Arsenal. He led the Invincibles to an unbeaten league-winning season in 2003-2004. Ferguson and Wenger are the first two managers to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. FIFA has stripped Indonesia of the right to host the Under-20 Football World Cup. The decision was taken after Indonesia's Football Federation said it had cancelled the draw after the governor of Bali refused to host Israel's team. The tournament was scheduled to take place between May 20th and June 11th. The International Olympic Committee has issued recommendations for the gradual return to international competitions for Russian and Belarusian athletes as neutrals. IOC President Thomas Bach has said their participation works despite the war in Ukraine. He added that recommendations for event organizers and sport federations to follow included that Russian and Belarusian athletes can only compete with no flag or anthem. Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki has slammed International Olympics Committee's, uh, the IOC's recommendation to revoke Russian and Belarusian, to the Russian and Belarusian ban on uh, athletes. 
The Polish PM said he would form a coalition of states to oppose the IOC's decision. Around 30 countries have expressed their opposition to the participation of uh, athletes from the two countries in the upcoming 2024 Paris Olympics. NASCAR has fined Daniel Suarez $50,000 for hitting another vehicle on a pit road following the race at Circuit of Americas. NASCAR classified the fine as a behavioral penalty and cited, uh, cited contact with other vehicle on the pit after the match. Suarez hit both his trackhouse racing teammate Ross Chastain from behind and then Alex Bowman as the cars returned to the pit road following Sunday's race on the road course. The feud between the Professional Golfer Association and the Breakaway Live Golf Series has been doing rounds in the golfing arena. However, Masters champions Patrick Reed and Bubba Watson do not expect any unrest when players from both circuits tee it up, against, uh, tee it up at Augusta National next week. Live and the PGA Tour have been in litigation since several Live players feel, filed federal antitrust lawsuits last August. Korean actor Hoyeon is set to make her feature debut in the thriller film Hope. She will join Oscar-nominated actor Michael Fassbender in the Korean production. The film will be directed by Na Hong Jin. The Emmy-nominated actor made her screen debut with the drama series Squid Game. Indian-American actor Karan Soni will reprise his role in Deadpool 3. The actor plays Deadpool's cab-driving sidekick Dopinder in the franchise. Actor Leslie Ugams is also being brought back as Blind Al. Deadpool 3 will release in November 2024. Actor Bill Skarsgård may not be part of the IT prequel, Welcome to Derry. Skarsgård plays the shapeshifter monster Pennywise in the IT films. He said that he's not currently involved in it. Welcome to Derry is under production at HBO Max. Sci-fi film Dune Part 2 might not debut at the Venice Film Festival. VFX worked for the film uh, for work for the film is under development. A later release date is also the reason behind the festival no-show. Dune Part 2 is set for an early release uh, in this November. Venice Film Festival begins on the 30th of October. Bands Guns N' Roses, Metallica and ACDC will headline a new music festival called Power Trip. The music festival is backed by Coachella founders. Power Trip will take place at Coachella's home base in California. The three-day festival is scheduled between the 6th and 8th of October. Actor Jeremy Renner has given his first interview since his snowplow accident. The 52-year-old actor was critically injured by the seven-ton machine in January. He says that he chose to survive. The hour-long interview will be broadcast on the 6th of April. Thriller series The Night Agent gets renewed for a 10-episode second season. The announcement came a day after season one's record-opening weekend viewership. 
This makes it one of the fastest renewal decisions for Netflix. The Night Agent is based on author Matthew Quirk's novel and stars Gabriel Basel. RuPaul's Drag Race show creators called anti-drag bills un-American. Producers Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbato call the bills part of an insidious plan. They say that the hate is all part of a larger movement. The Emmy Award winners urge others to support local drag queens. A trailer has released for director Wes Anderson's new comedy, comedy film, Asteroid City. The film is set in a fictional American town in the 1950s. It stars Tom Hanks and Scarlett Johansson, among others. Asteroid City will release on the 23rd of July. It's also expected to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. George Michaels' song, Careless Whisper, has crossed 1 billion YouTube views. The late singer released the chart-topping song in 1984. The official music video for the song was uploaded to YouTube in October 2009. The song has become the eighth song from the 1980s to reach YouTube's Billion Views Club. US and Russia are dangerously close to an armed conflict. This year, 2023, New Delhi will be the capital of global diplomacy. For a country as diverse as ours, with 88% of the population illiterate, it was a very big deal to write a constitution, and that too, the world's largest. Meanwhile, if we may, here's a Republic Day gift from India for the BBC. A list of suggestions for the BBC for their upcoming documentaries. Number one, the Kohinoor and the Colonial Loot. Number two, an outdated monarchy and unhealthy obsession with the royals. Number three, racism in 2023. We're waiting.